this is Joy Taylor, your host for A Funny Thing Happened. Uh, I was just uh, got a message from my friend Vicky and she said, Joy, she wrote, Joy, I almost ran off the road <laughs> listening to the last podcast about Dorothy's sexy underwear. So um, I don't want anyone to run off the road, but that is, you know, what I'm going for. I want people <laughs> to have a good laugh, especially right now when we need it. So the Dorothy story at Anifex reminded me of another one. And if you listen to this story, you really should listen to the last one about Dorothy's sexy underwear too because I kind of explain Anifex, the animation company that I worked for, and um, how it ran. And it was such a great place to work for. But uh, the more I think about it, the more funny things I remember happening there. I thought I'll tell you first of all, going on from Dorothy um, and, and making her the black sexy underwear for when the animation guys worked at night and saw her <laughs> undressed in her um, fabulous underwear with that gorgeous figure that she has. Uh, she, I just still think that that's the funniest thing and wish I had a photo, but never mind. Uh, so I've been, I had been working there for a while and at the end of the, the short film that we did, they didn't have any more work for a while and uh, they wanted to keep me there, God knows why. And uh, Melissa, who ran it, ran all the, you know, all the stuff there, she pretty well ran everything, uh, she just came to me and said, Joy, would you like to work on the reception while Corinna's away for four to six weeks? And I'm there, well, I'd really love to, but I've never, ever worked a switchboard in my life. I mean, working on reception would be so fun. I mean, just sitting there and chatting with everybody coming in and out. And Friday's my favourite my favorite day of the week at Anifex was getting all the food and alcohol together for, you know, the Friday party and Fridays the receptionist would come around with, with candy for everybody so you know I'm thinking wow that would be so great so I just said to Melissa sure I mean how hard can it be to learn a switchboard well it wasn't it, it wasn't it, it wasn't that many lines but because of my dyslexia I would get things messed up all the time and <laughs> I'd put people through to the wrong people and then uh, I had to call out the back to the workshop boys at the phone uh, that there was a call for them and then if they didn't come straight away I'd forget and someone would just be sitting on the line so uh, yeah it was it was a lot of fun they were very patient with me and we we had a lot of laughs but one of the one of the really funny things that happened and when I think about it I honestly don't know how the two owners of Anifex put up with me but uh, they'd gone to Melbourne and their most important client they had two Schmackos and Home Hardware and they all they when I went on to the receptionist to work Michael came and he said doesn't matter what else happens I think the guy's name was John if John from Home Hardware calls you put it straight through now, that was I knew that I knew I had to do that no matter what and there was a few other things anyway they went off to Melbourne Richard and Michael went to Melbourne for a meeting and uh, <laughs> while they were gone I remember Michael called up and we had this music that would play when uh, you know you know you sort of ring up and if they put you on hold music will play but the music was the theme from Bugs Bunny. Anyway, I knew that because I, I used to call there a lot, so I knew that that was the whole music. Anyway, Michael rang up and I put him through to Melissa and then he uh, 
he's he came back on the line again. He said, Oh joy, the hold music wasn't working. He said, just give Melissa a shout out and ask her if she can fix it. I, I had no clue how to fix it. And so the best way to talk to Melissa was actually I would just run upstairs and it was a bit of exercise. So I ran upstairs and by the time I got up upstairs, I forgot why I was there. And I just I just looked at Melissa and she said, she said, are you okay? And I go, oh, yeah, that's okay. I just came to say hi and then ran back downstairs, got to my desk and thought, I have no idea what Michael wanted. I thought, I really should write stuff down. Anyway, that's okay. Uh, a couple of days, no, I think it was the next day. The next day, Michael rings up from Melbourne and he said, Joy, the hold music, you didn't do the hold music. I went, oh, oh, oh Michael, yeah, no, I'm on it, I'm on it. And and I, I literally hung up from Michael and Richard called. And when Richard called, he said, oh, Joy, can you put me through to Melissa? I went, sure, hang on. And then I just put the phone down and I went, and I thought that that will get me off the hook, right? And then I heard Richard really laughing. I put him through to Melissa and then she came down just after the phone call. She goes, Joy, what did you do? She goes, she was really cracking up laughing. And I'm there, oh, I forgot to ask you about the whole music. So I did my own whole music, which I thought was quite clever. <laughs> she just laughed. She goes, oh, my God. She goes, having you working here is just like nothing else. We've never, <laughs> ever experienced anything quite like this. Mind you, they all loved Karina, who I'm still friends with, the girl that had gone on holiday. She's a bit of a doll. Anyway, we played a lot of pranks while I worked there. And the other, the the prank that was really funny, there was this guy, Joe, and I just love Joe, Joe Rossiter. And uh, I, I would go out to the workshop and we had this little shtick where I'd go, hello, Joe, and he'd go, what do you know? And I'm there, I just got back from a Broadway show. And he'd say, can you sing and dance? I'm like, I'll take a chance. Every time, every time we saw we saw each other, we'd do the shtick. And he, he was fun, but the only time he wasn't fun was when it had to do with occupational health and safety because he was in charge. So anyway, because I had gone onto the uh, reception desk, I decided that instead of wearing like jeans and T-shirt, uh, like I did when I was sewing, I thought I'll get really dressed up. So I, I wore a pencil skirt, did my hair in a, beehive most days and I wore <laughs> I wore cat's eye glasses so I look like a secretary and I wore heels which I don't wear very often at all but I thought it was just funny that I was a receptionist so I dressed like a 50s receptionist or Roz off of Monsters Inc. I kind of looked a bit like her. I think that was her name <laughs> anyway. So I, I had this look but I every time I had to run upstairs I had heels on and I wore wedges because they're a little bit more comfortable but they were quite high and I'd go to go upstairs and every time I'd take my shoes off at the bottom of the stairs so I could run up the stairs and <laughs> one day I came down the stairs and went to put my shoes on and I literally honestly it's a wonder I didn't fall over and break my back because they were glued to the floor but I mean they were really glued because this was you know an animation company and they use serious shit for their glue <laughs> anyway they were glued to the floor 
And I thought that was really funny and I didn't. I just didn't have time. I didn't have time to find out who did it. I didn't have time to um, unglue the ball or anything. So I just went back to the desk and the next thing, parcel came that I had to take out to the workshop boys and that was right down the back. So I just ran through the building, dropped off the uh, parcel at workshop boys, uh, workshop boys and said hello joe and he said what do you know you have no shoes on and i'm there no i don't because somebody glued them to the floor and i haven't had time to unglue them because i said they won't lift up he got really upset he said no no you can't we can't have things like that going on in the building and i'm there it's funny and he goes yeah but joy it's actually if you walked into the workshop and you cut your foot he goes, there's blades everywhere. He goes, anything could happen. And he, he's dead serious. And he turned around to all the workshop boys. He goes, Is any who glued Joy's shoes to the floor? We need to sort this out right away. None of them, none of them fessed up. I don't think, I, I was pretty sure none of them did it. So anyway, Joe makes it his mission. He goes around the building, goes to the people in the creature shop and says, you know, did you glue Joy's shoes to the floor? Nope, nobody had. And I still thought it was funny, but Joe was, he gets pretty upset. He goes, you you could really hurt yourself, you know, and if that happens, then he felt like it was his responsibility. So he's gone around the whole building and nobody would confess to gluing my shoes to the floor. I thought it might have been my friend Bushy, but she said, no, no, I wouldn't do that because I know that that probably is, you know, an occupational health and safety issue. So anyway, that, that that went on all day. Joe's trying to track down who did it. And then he's been to everybody, every single person except the two bosses. And I said, you know what? I reckon Michael might have done it because he thinks stuff like that. That is funny. And Joe said he wouldn't he wouldn't do that, Joe, because he he would know better than that. I'm there. Would he? Would he know better than that? So Joe goes up, I'm there, I'm coming with you. So I go upstairs barefoot walk in and I just looked at Michael and I bet yep he did it. <laughs> he did it and Joe said Michael you didn't glue Joy's shoes to the floor did you and Michael said oh I have to admit I did it's funny like it's a prank and Joe just went off at him and I'm like, oh that was fun <laughs> So then we get downstairs and they've got to find a solvent that will unglue the unglue the, the glue off of the bottom of the shoes. But it, I thought that was a really good prank. Anyway, I wrote in white. I remember I wrote on the shoes in white, that white stuff, white out, white out. And I wrote on the shoes, don't touch the shoes. And, you know, that was still on my shoes about five years later when I ditched them it still said don't touch the shoes should have taken a photo of that <laughs> anyway the other story though there's quite a few the other story that was funny was uh, um oh yeah that's right one of I know Melissa came to me and she said I oh, joy Sandy I'll put a photo of Sandy from the Schmackos ad on my Instagram podcast uh, which is a funny thing happened podcast I'll put a photo of Sandy up so you can see him in his cardigan she came to me and she said oh Joy we've got glue on Sandy's cardigan and I can get in touch with the lady that knits the little cardigans for the maquettes but she said can you knit and I thought oh I'm I'm doing anything to keep this job so I said yeah I can knit and she goes oh great I'll bring you the cardigan and you can take a pattern and if you and I'll bring you the wool and the needles and if you can knit it while you're on reception I go sure I can do that and I thought how hard can it be <laughs> so she brings the little tiny cardigan I guess it was about three inches long the sleeves were about 
an inch long maybe with little tiny rib bands. I mean, it was really pretty intricate. So I'm looking at it and I started to knit. I started to knit it. I took a pattern off like you would for any any other kind of clothing. So that was good. I had this little tiny pattern. And then I started to knit and I kept dropping stitches and my knitting was so bad. And I kept looking at it and think, oh, no, I don't want them to know because, you know, I want to be able to uh, be irreplaceable in this job I want this job I want to stay here forever so I rang my sister Natalie who is the neatest knitter I mean she could literally knit with um, sewing needles and cotton and she would be able to do it so I called her and I said would you better knit this cardigan for me and I'll pay you because they're paying me and I will pay you whatever they pay me to knit the cardigan and she said oh I'd love to do that joy how will we do it and I said well she she only lived about two miles away and I said can you can you drive in and pick it up and pick up the wool and the needles and I've done the pattern and I've got the other little jumper, the other little cardigan. So she she came in and she called, called me from outside. And her husband drove her in. She's so funny. And she's sitting in the she called me and she goes, The eagle has landed. I'm like, okay, I'll be right there. So I ran out the front. Nobody knew any of this at Anifex. Nobody still still nobody knows that this happened. And uh, I ran out the front gave her the brown wool and the knitting needles and the pattern and I said, how do you think you'll go? I mean, I literally have other wool and other needles so I'm pretending to knit but you're going to have to drop pieces off in the next couple of days. She goes, no problem. She goes, I can do some tonight. I'm like, okay, that'd be great. So meanwhile, I'm sitting at reception and reception wasn't that busy so I'm sitting there knitting what everybody thinks I'm knitting this little cardigan but I can't, I can't knit it. And then Melissa's coming down to see how I'm going, how far are you? I go, I've nearly done the back. I'm calling my sister Natalie, how far are you? She goes, the back's almost done and then um Matthew came out he worked in the creature shop he comes out he goes Joy we're gonna need we're gonna need it tomorrow I go it's okay it's okay I'm going as fast as I can Matthew so anyway um I called out again I'm there Nat you're gonna have to move it she goes I've got the back done I'm there get drive in get Bob to drive it so she drives in calls me on the phone the eagle has landed out the front I run out the front get the back of the jumper and she, she goes off on there I'm gonna need two two sleeves by the end of the day so she goes home to knit luckily she lived close I'm sitting there and Matthew comes out I mean look I've done the back Matt he goes oh that's great he said you reckon you'll be done by tomorrow definitely be done by tomorrow so I'm thinking well I can at least sew it all up so all Nat has to do is just do the pieces so by the end of the day out the front eagle has landed <laughs> she's got the two sleeves done she just knitted so fast that I ran out to the car and got it and I said you can't tell anyone no 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 we won't I said you can't tell anyone because I'm literally doing something dishonest <laughs> I guess I said this is just between you and me yep we won't tell anyone so anyway I had two sleeves and a back knitted by the end of the day and Matt came out he goes oh that's great so you can get the do you reckon you'll be able to knit the two fronts tonight I go yep and then we can sew the whole lot together and you'll have it for shooting tomorrow night and he was happy with that he goes oh that's great joy okay <laughs> so, so that's okay the next day is my birthday and uh, I'm sitting at my desk and, and and Melissa is downstairs with me in the, 
the doorbell rings out the front and I get up and Nat's at the door and I'm there looking and I'm there, no, no. She goes, oh, I just bought you your birthday present. I'm there, oh, that's lovely. Thanks, Nat. She's given me a vase. And inside the vase is the two fronts of the cardigan. But I don't know this, right? <laughs> so I'm looking at the vase. I go, oh, that's a lovely present. I introduced her to Melissa and, and then Nat kind of winked at me as she left and I went by. I'm thinking, oh, my God, I really need the the cardigan like I don't want my present I want the cardigan and when Melissa went upstairs I looked inside and there were right down the bottom with the two fronts of the cardigan so I sewed it all together and they had Sandy's cardigan for that night but it was a little cable knit cardigan too so it wasn't easy so Nat did it <laughs> saved, Nat saved my ass <laughs> anyway that was funny so no one at Anifex ever knew that story because I didn't want to tell anyone Oh, I think I told I think I told Abby, my friend Abby, who worked in the creature shop, because she just had this really great sense of humor and she she loved it. And I think when I left, I might have told Bougie as well. But anyway, we kept that we kept that pretty secret. So if anyone from Manifex is listening now, I'm not the nice person that you all thought I was. <laughs> but speaking of nice people, when uh, this is still Anifex, when I started working at Anifex, my friend Abby, who's from New York, we get on like a house on fire and just love her so much. But she would walk past the desk and just smile at me and she never really stopped to talk to me. And I thought, oh, it's really strange. Like she's so interesting and she's from New York and I want to chat with her and make friends and she was quite distant actually and then one day she came out laughing and 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 she came up to the desk like really laughing and I said what what and she said joy I thought you were a born-again Christian aren't there where did you get that idea she goes that's why she goes that's why I've been avoiding you she said I thought I she said you it's just that you're so nice to everybody and she said you wear these big crosses and she said I just happened to met I it was a fashion thing. Then I wore big velvet crosses and kind of goth a little bit. But she said that one of the, she told one of the boys in the creature shop, and he said, "Joy, born again? I don't think so. The crosses that she wears have naked pinup girls on them or tattoos." So, so then she thought I was approachable. Anyway, we went out. We actually went out that night and had a few drinks, and we just got on so great. And she was a real prankster like me so like I had I had somebody else that you know we could play tricks on everybody but Friday was such a great day because at at five o'clock like I said I was a receptionist I'd go around to everybody with lollies and everybody was only allowed to have two two celebrity chocolates or whatever it was um, celebration celebration chocolates so we'd give everybody chocolates and then I'd go out and get all the cheese and the alcohol and everything and set up the conference well actually it wasn't a conference room it was out in the kitchen there was a big table and we'd set up and have a Friday night meeting where we would go around the table and every, Michael would say uh, what's happening in the creature shop? Are you guys up to date? What's happening up on the computers? You know, da da da. What's happening out in the workshop? And everyone would say their bit and what they were up to. And it was great. It was actually really a really good way to find out what everybody else was doing and keep kind of team spirit. And there was alcohol and there was cheese plates and lots of food. Anyway, Abby, Abby one day came into on a Friday with all these little rubbery 
uh, things that go, like that go on the end of pencils. They're little monsters with long arms. I'm sure you've seen them. They they were like this weird rubber, and they had like little long arms and fingers, and they were really funny. And she just started put, like sucking them onto everything. So everywhere you went in the building, these little suckers were sucked onto a coffee cup or a teapot or wherever you went. There were, we were I was just laughing, and then I went to have a glass of water, and right down the bottom was this little monster with its little floaty arms. So it was it was really funny. And, um, and Abby stuck one on my computer and it went on all day. And then at the end of the day when uh, we all had to stand around and, you know, give a talk about how everything was going, I didn't have to because I wasn't at that point. I was on the reception desk so I didn't have anything to report necessarily. But uh, Abby had to report about what she was making and how, how it was going because they did the armatures as well as... Um, as well as the creatures on top of it. So anyway, that her and Matthew had a lot to talk about. So anyway, they're going, they're going around in a circle. When it got close to Abby, I put one of these little monsters on my tongue without anybody seeing me. So I've got this little purple monster with its little hands hanging out of my mouth, but nobody's really looking at me. And uh, it gets to Abby and she's, she starts to talk and she's there. It's got a bit of a American accent which I can't do, and she's there, oh, Michael, so I'm, I'm making such and such and I'm doing this, and then she looks over at me and I stuck my tongue out with a little monster with its hands waving and she just lost it and she couldn't talk and she just couldn't talk. She's just laughing so hard and everyone's waiting and you know how when you start laughing and you can't stop and every time she looked at me, I'd pop out the little hands out of my mouth and no one else knew she was just she couldn't talk and she just had tears running down her face and then Michael stopped and he and he turned around and he looked at me and I'd suck the little monster back in and he goes Joy I don't know what's going on but I know this has something to do with you <laughs> so that was funny but uh yeah Abby Abby was great and she now lives in uh, Morrow Bay in uh California and I visited her last or two oh no god so many years ago we, we just had the best time anyway they are my anifex stories if i think of any more i will talk about them next podcast i think this one's probably long enough <laughs> anyway uh enjoy the week and i will put another podcast up as soon as i think of another funny one i will be signing off Listen, uh, have a look at the instagram the funny thing happened podcast and I update and put photos on there. I should have photos of, yeah, I've got photos of Sandy. I'll put, put that up. Okay, over and out. <laughs> Here's Hannah's great music. Bye. <laughs>